Right, we had plenty of action over the weekend, so we'll start with Saturday's games. Nadine, a very entertaining contest in Crow Park, and uh, we got to hear the dulcet tones again of our regular football expert, Diana O'Hora. Dublin coming from behind to record a two-point win. Yeah, um, you know, Dublin, I suppose they stuttered and stammered throughout the game, I felt really. Um, up front, their finishing was um, shocking, really, to say the least. Um, you know, not like the Dublin we know, um, the Sinead Herons and the likes, but it was pretty poor. Uh, credit to Mayo, fine display, I mean, and well-taken scores. You know, they took the scores when it counted, and they took all their chances. And I suppose they're on with three minutes to go. They were still in the game. They got the two points to level it up, and they seemed like they'd push on. But fair play to Dublin. Um, they stuck at it, and, you know, they got those crucial scores at the end. But, uh, yeah, Dublin, I suppose, the last time I was on the podcast, um, Dublin had lost at Donegal, um, and I just feel, and I suppose saying it again, their squad players, I just, again, I think it proved on, on Saturday night that they just aren't really up to it. Um, aside from Siobhan Killeen, um, who looked like she could be a serious option up front, um, there wasn't really much else showing. Um, Mayo, excellent. Um, mm. I'd say they'll take great heart from that display. They were they were gutted at the end, actually. So it just shows, you know, how serious they were taking that game. And I suppose the boost that it definitely would have given them the two Kellys up front were fantastic. Grace in particular. Um, Cafferty was very good. Fiona Doherty's point. Um, in the second half was the best score in Crow Park oh, yeah. last night. Incredible score. I thought their midfield were, you know, I suppose with the loss of certain players from the last couple of years, I thought their midfield was really strong, really physical and mobile, you know, and very clever. And I think huge shout out to their cornerback, Danielle Caldwell. I thought she had an incredible game. Um, I don't know how she didn't get player of the match. Um, um, I was a bit puzzled by that. But no, overall, you know, a really, really good standard of football. Um, better than the second game that yep. we saw. Um, and I think Mayo will definitely take heart. And Dublin, yeah, I don't know, you know, the vulnerable psyche might be creeping back in with your non-season players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how their league continues. Drama in the Cork game with Tip scoring a late goal to claim yeah. a one-point win. Ashley Maloney scored 2-9 and yeah. Ashley Sheridan herself would be very good friends with Ashley Maloney. Ashley, did you see the goal she scored? I actually did. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was an amazing goal I see during the rounds all over the internet. And probably one of the best goals that has been seen in I don't know how long. Um, her shadow back to the goal yeah. and whatever way she clean fisted the ball into the back of the net and then even for the second goal um, with the 16-year-old girl that got it, you know, it was a great delivery. Ashley Roney once again delivered the ball straight in. Great pass, long-range pass, bypass a few court pairs. And, yeah, it was brilliant, so it was. Nadine, it just goes to show you that you play to the final whistle, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, ironically, Cork um, would have been the team who, mm. who laid that foundation down. As you know, you keep going to the end. of fair play to tip, I mean... Going down to Cork, uh, Tip recently relegated, which again, it's a bit of a joke, it's a, a disgrace that they are, um, but uh, they were brilliant, they were brilliant and just kept going and that that win will be very important for Tip, you know, they're in a position now whereby they could make a semi-final of a Division 1 league and, you know, I think credit does have to go to Ashley Maloney, Tip are a strong unit, they're well organised, but I mean, she's just... She just powers them on. She's incredible. Um, I'd, I'd place her in one of the top five players in the country at the minute and possibly over the last couple of years. Um, she's so clever. She's 
impossible. And I mean, as we said, that goal last night, I mean, yeah. her quick, her, her thinking, I mean, there's very few players um, in any code that would have the quick thinking to do that. Um, credit to her, you know, fair play. And that kind of started the, the comeback as such. Um, but she was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Also on Sunday, we had the two teams that are leading the division. Galway made it three wins from three with a nine-point win over Westmead. And then your own Donegal, they're in top on score difference after their win over Monaghan. Yeah, I suppose the Galway game ah, was kind of over by half-time. Now, I didn't see any footage from it, but just from you know reading reports, mm. um, it was over by half-time. I think at one point, they were up by 15 points. Um, and saying that, I feel Westmead will probably be happy enough going home with that respectable enough scoreline, getting two goals, mounting a bit of a comeback. Um, and as well with Westmead, just you know, looking through the reports again, there are a few new faces in the team, which is really, really positive. Um, and with Galway, I suppose it's the same names. We're used to the Leonards, the Divilies just leading the way um, for Galway as per usual. But they'll be happy with that. Um, and they'll, they'll be happy enough sitting in second place. Right, we'll move on to Division 2 and uh, we've got someone who was at the game on Saturday. Ashley, in your Calvin side, they turned a six-point halftime deficit into a three-point winning margin. Great win for you. Yeah, um, it was brilliant. We were delighted to get our first win um, of the season. Like, you know, halftime, there was still a lot in us. And, like, we weren't happy with how we were performing. And especially with it being a home game and the crowd being there, you know, we really want to perform. So it was, I think, even straight after the throw-up into the second half, we got a point for it. And then we just needed to keep working on the press. Just keep working from the finish line. You know, it was only the last 10 minutes, I think it was, where we started getting the lead. We got a penalty, which really helped. And then we just started um, overturning their kick out, just really pressed there and pushed on in the last 10 minutes. Probably does not a thing we can work on thinking back to the game now we hope that we can kind of build on it for our next few games. Nadine, a surprise win really. Wexford beating Tyrone. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, Tyrone have been hitting in a lot of goals. They would have been very confident going down to Wexford but all credit to, to the Wexford girls um, and that could be a very, very important win for, for them. Um, you know, Claire and Leash yet to win. Um, had Wexford not won that game, they'd really be looking into a relegation battle, so fair play to them. Tyrone will be very disappointed, I'd say. Um, they definitely would have identified that as a, a three-pointer for them. Armagh made a three wins from three with a 12-point win over Waterford. And such a high-scoring game today. Leash were defeated by Kerry, 6-13 to 217. Now, 217 girls would win any game for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but Kerry are really... Kerry and Armagh are setting the standards yeah. in that division. Um, I find Armagh frustrating the last number of years. You know, they're kind of yo-yoing up and down between Division 2. They put up massive, massive scores in Division 2. And then, for whatever reason, you know, they don't seem to carry any momentum into Division 1. Um, fully expect themselves and Kerry to be um, in a semi-final um, at the very least. And, yeah, Leash will really feel, you know, they'd feel disappointed, as you said, 217 would definitely go very far in winning the match for you. Um, and again, you know, Leash are at the bottom of the table. Um, they're in dangerous territory now at this stage of the season. Ashley, we were just talking about that, how competitive Division 2 is. I suppose for yourselves, Calvin, it's to take every game as it comes. Yeah, that's it. Like, we're coming now. Our next game is against all of us. The last year in the league, they got us um, when we met them. So we met them, I think it was the semi-final again, and we just got by them then, yeah. so I know next week it's, it's going to be very tough. Like, I, I, I can't even call it myself. And then, even just looking at the score, like, 217 from Leeds, like, yeah. that's, 
that's massive scoring, 17 points, like, and would really, it really, it really would win a game. So, you know, like every game, you're just gonna have to take every game that comes and can't be too certain that you're gonna win, and you're just gonna have to back yourself and hopefully get across the finish line. Yeah, that that score nearly shows. You know, Kerry obviously have a vulnerability there at the back. Um, so you know, teams down the line like yourselves, I suppose, Ashley, like you'd be targeting to hit Kerry. I mean, if you look at Leith, they're yeah. rooted to the bottom of the table. They're hitting two seventeen. Yeah, Kerry are hitting six thirteen, but there's obviously holes in that defence that could be picked. So it's you know, video analysis maybe on Kerry, and you you could see yourselves coming out with the win. Yeah, exactly. Kerry, it's the game after Waterford, and we really be trying to focus now. That's just them getting six goals. You kind of be trying to keep your back line nice and tight. Right, we move on to Division 3. All the games were on Saturday. Longford and Offaly drew. Um, I was at that game myself and I just want to bring up something. The GAA, every game you should have your uh, referee, his four umpires, and then I know that the home county have to, to um, supply two lines people. Yesterday, Offaly only had one person, so... It was actually a coach from Offaly decided to take the flag, fair play to him for doing it. But he continued on to coach, give instructions from the line, decided to make a phone call about changes during the game. And I just thought, how is that fair? And, you know, for an inter-county game. Oh, shocking. I mean, Division 3 of a National Football League and that carry-on is happening. It's actually disgraceful, really. And... To be honest, if I was Longford and Offaly, I probably would have tried to get that game called off because unless we take a stance on these things okay. and really put our foot down, it's going to continue to happen. Um, it's laughable and it's, I suppose it's what keeps happening yeah. in the association and it's, it's just, there's no place for it. It's embarrassing. Um, and you know, you wouldn't see it at an underage lads no. match. And that's, yeah. the match will be called off, end of story. So at a national level, I mean, if I was Offaly in Longford, now especially Longford, I'd be writing a strongly worded letter to Crow Park or I'd be going on social media to ensure that doesn't happen again. It's a, you know, it's shocking. Whatever about him coaching, it was just, he took it, I said to someone, I was like, is he, out, is he taking out his phone? Took out the phone and then I was like, how can you be impartial? Now, in all fairness, none of his decisions, about, apart from maybe one line ball, you know, went yeah. against Longford or, you know, it, it changed the, the game in any way or anything like that. But I just thought... You know, for a ladies' game, as you said, it's an inter-county game. Yeah. The girls deserve so much better. Like, would you see it at a Division 1 game? You know, every division should be treated the same, especially mm. kind of in the lower divisions. You don't, you know, you want the same support there as the Division 1, Division 2 teams are getting. Um, and it should, I know to talk about equality, but it should be equality as well between the divisions, especially yeah. in ladies' football. You know, we really need good promotion. Um, all the visions trying to keep football, ladies football high and get this course. So it is a big disgrace and something went on. Yeah. yeah. You you can't take it serious. I mean, regardless of his decisions or his coaching yeah. or whatever it is, it's just amateurish and yeah. it's laughable. And had that match not been played, well, the association might think twice about letting a referee go down or letting the county team um, line out without um, umpires or lines people or whatever it is. Um, it's just it's laughable and disgraceful it, it really really is Right in the other games Wicklow had a very good win at home mm. to Kildare Meade made it three wins from three I think we're just going to 
say that me, you know, I think we're going to win yeah. the division. Yeah. Uh, the big Ross Common and Sligo had a five-point win over down. Like it was their first win. Wicklow, I mean, they're, they're up there. You know, they're doing really well in that division. You could actually see them really, really pushing for a promotion spot. And it's great because I, I think a lot of underage work has gone into Wicklow the last couple of years. They faded off after winning that junior All-Ireland and they just seem to be coming back now and they have a nice blend of young and old. Um, it's the same for Kildare. You know, they're sitting second bottom in that Division 3 and you're kind of thinking, God, if Kildare, you know, a really good tradition in ladies' football, Club and County, and if they're to get relegated to, the, you know, the bottom division, mm. the bottom tier, I think that would be a, a sad day for Kildare football. I really hope now, in, you know, the next couple of weeks that somebody takes a stranglehold there and, and gets them out of where they are. Um, and yeah, Sligo, good win. Down again, seem to be mm. on the up. Um, good win for Sligo, away from home. Need it as well, badly need it. Um, they're in that bottom half of the table. So yeah, that Division 3, there's, you know, traditional names there down, yeah. Sligo Kildare, who'll be needing big wins in the next couple of weeks. Right, we move on to Division 4. Antrim had a very comfortable win over Kilkenny. Kind of expect that. Limerick beat Fermanagh by two points. Leitrim were beaten by Louth by a goal. And, you know, Gavin Cawley messaged me to say, you know, that they should have won at Leitrim. You know, they had chances. And then Carlo made it three wins from three with a very comfortable win over Derry, which I was surprised at when I seen the scoreline. Yeah, Carlo, um, the club and Carlo, I think they had a good run in the junior yeah, last year. Yeah, um, so the Carlo County team are probably, you know, working off the back of that. Um, yeah, Leitrim would be disappointed. Um, I suppose at the start of the year, we identified Louth and Limerick as the two um, top teams in that division. But, you know, looking at the table, Limerick are mid-table, mm. Louth aren't near the top. So, yeah, it's proven to be an interesting division now. Um, be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. 